Hey guys, this is Megan, one of your hosts from It's a Vet Tech's Life. I wanted to take a quick second and tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And trust me, I've tried several others, so believe me when I say it is the easiest. It's completely free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So it's great for busy people on the go like me. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi guys, welcome to It's a Vet Tech Life. I'm Megan and I'm your co-host along with Sheena with not another vet nurse and we are here to bring you vet information and client information for your pet and also for all of the people in the wonderful veterinary medicine community we are here to be your support system and we want nothing more than to be able to reach out and help you back so if you're ready, let's get started on another episode. Let's do it. Did you know that only 44% of dogs and 47% of cats in American homes come from animal shelters and rescue groups? The unique qualities of each and every shelter pet add up to an incredible bond between every shelter pet and parent. Hi guys, it's me, Megan, one of your hosts from It's a Vet Tech's Life. I want to take a minute from the show and continue talking to you about this charity for shelter pets. Because while every shelter pet is unique, some love a good game of fetch, others would rather snuggle together on the couch. But there's one thing they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets in shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. If you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season, make sure to visit the shelterpetproject.org. This is brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fun, and the Humane Society of the United States. Thank you guys so much. Remember, adopt, don't shop. I'm really glad this topic came about. I didn't know anything about Valley Fever until somebody reached out to us, but I had heard it briefly mentioned by a lady that I worked with that was from the West Coast. Down here in Georgia, where I'm from, we don't really have that issue. We've never heard of it. And so it was really a good educational experience for me hearing about it from her. And then again, from the amazing person that reached out to us on Instagram. Yeah, I had not, I mean, I knew about it, but I can't say I've ever seen anyone that's had a pest especially a tech that's had a pet that had it crazy. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. And it's it's such a bad disease. Like, yeah, Yeah. I really, I really think that the word needs to be spread about it because it's so unknown and it's also so terrible. Yeah. And it is something that people can get too. We'll go more into that, but I don't believe it's from dog to human, but we can still get it. For this episode, I had to do a lot of research because like I said, it was something that I was completely unaccustomed to, knew nothing about. And I will share those links with you guys in the show notes. 
Um, if you're more interested in it, hopefully they will come through as links. But the University of Arizona's health science department was like my best friend while doing this research. They have like this whole page dedicated to it. What I found actually was really shocking. So like, hello, zoonotic diseases, here we come. Yep. I think Sheena explained it earlier, but in case we didn't, and in case that was another one of our conversations, zoonotic is actually a disease that can spread from humans to animals and vice versa. Yes, yes. I don't think we get it from dogs. If I'm correct, I'm pretty sure. So valley fever in people is not passed from person to person. It's contracted only by the inhalation of coccidioids fungal spores. Huh. They're carried in dust particles from the soil by the wind. Wow. Isn't that creepy? (laughs) Yes. And I don't think I'm ever going to come visit you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh. Sorry. Sorry. You want to come down here? We don't have that. Then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that is it. Is dogs actually compromise the majority of valley fever cases in animals? Wow. Yeah. However, other animals can get the disease as well. Cats, llamas, non-human primates, horses, zoo animals, and even wild animals have been reported with valley fever. Hmm. But like people, dogs are very susceptible to valley fever and dogs primarily contract it in the low desert regions of Arizona, New Mexico, and Southwestern Texas and in the central deserts of California. So dogs accompany people traveling through these areas or wintering in these warm climates have about the same chance as their owners of becoming infected. Wow, that's scary. I know. Jeez. And I don't know if you saw this, but I was just reading, it says, let's see, this was back in 96, so I'm not sure if this is still accurate, but it says two-thirds of all valley fever infections in the United States occur in Arizona. Mostly, oh my the, gosh. mostly the urban areas surrounding Phoenix and Tucson. I don't know what the, what the, what the numbers are now, but I find that that's pretty crazy. That explains why the University yeah, of Arizona why? is doing so much research. Yeah. So approximately 6 to 10% of dogs living in Pima, Penal, and Maricopia counties in Arizona, I really hope I pronounced that right, you guys. I'm so sorry if I didn't, (laughs) will become sick with valley fever each year. Wow. But not all dogs who breathe in spores become sick, though, so that's a good thing. About 70% of dogs who inhale valley fever spores control them quickly. So these dogs are probably immune to the disease afterwards. And Hmm. it's actually very similar to what happens in people. So I guess how some people are kind of immune to these massive outbreaks, some dogs are as well. Kind of maybe the the strong will survive kind of a Darwinistic theory. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure you'll get there, but it's treatable, right? Yeah. Um, do you want to actually explain the life cycle of the disease for us a little bit? Sure. So, um, as part of its life cycle, the fungus grows in the soil and dries into fragile strands of cells. Kind of like how I said earlier, it gets transmitted through the dust blowing the soil around and you breathing it, which as if that's not creepy enough as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, The strands are very delicate, and when the soil is disturbed by digging, walking, construction, high winds, the strands break apart into tiny individual spores called arthrospores. Dogs and other animals 
mainly acquire valley fever by inhaling these fungal spores in the dust and air. Um, the dog may inhale only a few spores or a hundred. Obviously, there's no way to really, you know, let's keep track of how many spores our dogs are inhaling. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's really no way to tell. Um, once inhaled, the spores grow into spirules. Again, don't know if I'm saying that right which continue to enlarge until they burst, releasing hundreds of endospores, which if any of y'all have taken microbiology, that just makes me sick thinking about it because bacteria is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just, I had a visual in my head that really creeped me out. Um, so they release the hundred of endospores. Each endospore can grow into a new spherule, spreading the infection into the lungs into, until the dog's immune system surrounds and destroys it. The sickness valley fever occurs when the immune system does not kill the spherules and endospores quickly, and they continue to spread in the lungs and sometimes throughout the animal's body. So of course, what that makes me think of is like when you have an already sick dog, you already have an immunocompromised dog, you can't help, mm-hmm. you can't deal with that. So, so that's that's lovely. Um, so yeah, basically don't breathe the dust or the dirt <laughs> or anything. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. Is there a way to prevent it? Well, if you go to Arizona, put a mask on, but <laughs> oh, obviously our next big question is, can we prevent this? Yeah. Unfortunately, there's no surefire way to prevent valley fever in pets, short of never residing in or traveling through the areas where the fungus grows. Valley fever ends are the fastest growing regions in the country, which makes encounters of animals and people with fungus a likely event. But there are things you can do to help avoid activities that generate dust, reducing digging behaviors, preventing sniffing in rodent holes. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's and, easily done. <laughs> yeah. Um, keeping dogs more indoors than outdoors. Treating the soil is currently not practical as the fungus lives in spotty areas and can live up to 12 inches deep in the ground. Mm. Yard ground cover that reduces dust, however, is helpful. Grass and deep gravel or other dust controlling covers. But there is a plus side as the University of Arizona says that there is a vaccine in the works. Oh, wow. So it is possible that a vaccine will be available in the future to prevent valley fever or make it only a very mild illness in dogs. Vaccinations against valley fever would be very useful for animals traveling to places like Southern Arizona and Southern California, as well as for those that live in these places. And you can even donate to the valley fever vaccine project or if you prefer to help those closer to home, we actually had someone reach out to us on Instagram about her battle with her dog's case of valley fever. Sheena, will you tell the story? Yes, a follower of mine, um, or of not another veterinarian, I guess I should say. Um, She reached out to me uh, just having some difficult times, and with that, it involved her own personal dog um, having had valley fever. And when she said that to me, I was like, I don't even know. Like, I've heard of it, but I didn't know much about it because I haven't personally seen a case. Mm Mm-hmm of valley fever so I was like oh I'm not a hundred percent sure like I don't even know what it is you know so um she actually educated me on it a little bit um but her dog has to be on a bunch of different 
medications, antibiotics, um, you know, and antibiotics can get expensive because the, the pup has to be on it for a certain amount of time. To be treated for six months to a year um, with, with expensive antibiotics, which are generally like your, well, I guess I say antibiotics, even though it's a fungal infection, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, like um, treatment. fluconazole. Fluconazole, yes. Um, that kind of stuff is expensive, especially for six months to a year. Um, he was already on that for about eight months. And so, I don't know, she's she's just, I don't know how she's she's going about it, but she's got a, a GoFundMe account because she also has something else happen personal in her life that she's needing, you know, help with. And then this, this dog on top of that, so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, that's kind of what I, what sparked me to want to do this episode and reach out and kind of help you know help her what I, in any way that I could but um, definitely but yeah and I know the thing is like a lot of times in the profession and she's even told us this too like in the profession we see a pet and we see oh you, you can't afford to take care of your pet like why did you go get a dog uh, or a cat right. and you can't afford to take care of it yeah. yet this wasn't something that she planned obviously this is something that was an extreme random accident and yeah. nobody can prepare that far ahead no. i had this happen to not this exact disease but i've had something similar happen to a friend of mine who are trying to raise money to take their dog to oncologist and find out what's going on with their one-year-old dog Wow. And they are financially stable, but veterinary medicine is highly, especially when you get into the specialist aspect of it, it is highly rare and it's costly. Yeah. And nobody prepares for that. I mean, you just, you can't possibly prepare for that when you say, I'm going to get this no. puppy. I'm going to start putting up like a hundred bucks a month just in case it ever develops cancer or valley fever, right. you know? Who, right. who does that? No. And I find that even like, being in the field and there's social social media that it's so easy for us to to judge and be like oh well you should have better prepared yourself for this or like you said why did you get a dog if you can't care for it this that and the other mm -hmm. until it happens to you you have really no idea how it's going to affect you and exactly and this particular person you know she wants to do what she can for her dog because she's god forbid this happened to her and she's mm -hmm. trying to do the best she can with what little she has so i think it's just it's just easy to, to judge until you're in that situation um yeah but um hopefully hopefully he gets better here soon i've shared the i need to add it to our website but i've shared the gofundme to my my account um and i'll put it in the show links but i mean you know we say we are you know we're basically rns for animals however when you think about that you would think rns okay well they make good money we we make money but we don't make like what they do mm -hmm. so it's it's hard on wow. us as well when our pets get sick i mean we yeah. can't it's really yeah. it's just a really hard issue because we don't make what people think we do no and especially like in her situation where you went from in most people you have like a two income household right well yeah yeah she ended up having to go down to a one income household and technicians like you said we don't make a lot of money yeah. so it makes it really difficult when we already have crappy pay exactly and you know until this from everything i gathered from her she was able to manage the dog situation and take care of her yeah. it's not yeah. that she couldn't or she whatever it's just life intervened 
Right. She, I think she said that like people were helping her and like donating meds and you know, kind of mm-hmm. banding together to try and help, which is amazing. Awesome. Yeah really great but but still kind of feel I feel bad but hopefully this little kiddo will get feeling better here soon along with her spouse and if for some reason we can't get the exact link added if you would like to go to anchor.fm backslash it's a vectex life and hit the donate button and donate to us we will make sure that the money goes to her yeah that's a great idea i forgot about that so any kind of donations that you want to give to the show is not going to go to producing the show like some other podcast um this one's just going to go strictly to helping animals helping vet techs helping pet parents and you know like i said before you can go to the valley fever vaccine project and you can donate to the project itself or like what spurred this conversation if you want to donate to something closer to home and actually help a specific pet and you know be able to kind of see your contribution in the work yeah we have a baby in need and we would love it if you guys would take a minute anything helps and just help donate to get this baby better because nobody deserves to watch their dog go through this no and what i always say is if you can't donate that's fine but if you could share yeah share it that would help as well so share the episode share sheena's instagram where she has the gofundme please just share anything yeah spreading the word is key yeah because maybe even if you can't physically donate and you share maybe somebody that you know in extension can actually donate and you know just help us and help her and also keep spreading the word because that that's really what's going to get this solved for all pets and people is awareness awareness is such a big key to solving problems yeah and I, I don't want people to think that like, oh, my group is like, what's the word? Like we're looking to make money and all this stuff. And I thought it was just a support group. I just want to clarify, we're not we're not making money. Everything goes towards where it needs to go. Um, we just, I personally just want to be able to help people with their pets and their situations mm-hmm. because in the end, that's what causes us to have depression and anxiety and all those things if we ignore what's happening in our lives. And if we can be there for each other, we can hopefully help alleviate any of those depressing feelings and down and just so. I just want to make it clear that we're just, we're not, it's not, I'm not making money. I'm not a nonprofit organization, but. Definitely. The podcast itself has monetization features, but that has nothing to do with Sheena's group. No. <laughs> no, so. I she does to... this as a favor to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, none of this goes to us. It does not go to anything other than supporting animals and causes. Yeah, absolutely. So if you or someone you know um, are going through something similar to this situation, um, definitely feel free to reach out to us at Not Another Vet Nurse if you're already following us or ask them to follow us. Um, or you can reach out to yeah. the Megan Noel. Hey, Megan <laughs> Noel is taken. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's actually the Megan Noel. M-E-G-A-N-N-O-E-L because Instagram had me on lockdown for a while. I don't yeah. know why. Thanks, yeah. Insta. Yeah. And 
and also um, because the other name was taken. So I'm fresh out of the clink and now I can post again. <laughs> uh, but yes, feel free to reach out to either one of us. Um, we'll do what we can to, to get the voice out or get the word out. Um, and I, of course, don't ever share anything without permission of anyone. Allow, like, if, if people don't want me to share, I won't share. If they want it to be anonymous, it's anonymous. It's not, I don't ever do anything without their consent. Um, so yeah, if you or anyone you know is going, having a moment or having any sort of, um, I guess, hardships going on in your life, definitely reach out. We can get the word out for you. Just to clarify, this is not selling of animals or objects or anything like that. This is like GoFundMe or support type pages. Yeah, it's like GoFundMe, the podcast edition. Right, 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 right. So yeah, we're always available 24-7. Of course, you know, we'll answer when we're awake. <laughs> but <laughs> we're, we're always here. So don't ever hesitate to send us a message or send us a voice message on Anchor. Yes, you can also go to anchor.fm, again, backslash, it's the Vet Text Life, and send a voice message. You do have to make a free Anchor account, I believe, and um, find our podcast, and you can send us a voice message and actually have your voice heard telling your story on our podcast, and we will have a show talking about whatever it is that you want heard from your voice message. Which... I'm super excited about so if somebody could please call and leave a voice message. I would yeah, she really wants this to happen, you guys. I Just would be do really it for excited. Sheena. I would be really excited. So <laughs> Maybe we can put in a link to that somewhere on Instagram or in the show notes. We'll work on that for you guys too. Perfect. Sounds good. Hi everyone. Happy holidays. It is Megan from It's a Vet Text Life. I want to take a minute to talk to you guys about something that is a notorious issue around this time of the year. Buzz driving is drunk driving. And if you need to do something to feel okay to drive, you are not okay to drive. Did you know over 10,000 people lost their lives due to impaired driving fatalities in 2017 alone? Enjoying a night out is fine, but if you find yourself oversharing or, as I personally like to call it, word vomiting or taking too many selfies and none of them are turning out that great, if the answer is yes and you find yourself doing this, then you're noticing your buzzed warning signs. Buzzed warning signs can include over texting, taking all those selfies, and the word vomiting we just mentioned, as well as chugging water to sober up turning the music down to focus, chewing gum, popping mints, eating snacks to soak up the alcohol, drinking coffee to sober up, splashing water on your face. And I don't really know anybody that does this one, but it is noted that doing jumping jacks is also a warning sign. So please, you guys, there's no tips. There's no tricks to sober up. The only thing that can sober up a person is time. If you know that you need to sober up, please, your loved ones, whoever that you were worried about getting back to, will be much more glad if you be honest with them about your situation, find somewhere safe, and come home to them in the morning. When you spot your buzzed warning sign, Please call a cab, a car, or a friend when it's time to go home. Just don't drive. 
This is a message brought to you by NHTSA, NHTSA, and the Ad Council. Thank you guys so much. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and I really, really hope this helps some of you guys have a safer holiday season. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of It's a Vet Text Life, and we really appreciate it, and we hope we can reach out and help people through this and educate people as well. If you have any questions or if you want to get your thoughts on the show about you know your job, what you're going through, or a funny story about an animal, um, please go to anchor.fm backslash it's about sex life and leave us a voice message on there. Or you can go to my Instagram. It's at Megs, M-E-G-G-S underscore Noel, N-O-E-L, and leave me a message on there. But as mentioned before in previous episodes, there are some community rules. Please be positive and happy. And, you know, if you have a sad situation you're working through, that's perfectly fine. And we're here for that. But no negativity, no haters, no room for that. We're here to bring people happiness. And also, don't mention clinics or client names. Yes, confidentiality. Confidentiality. But if you want to reach out to the group itself, Sheena, what's the yes. hash there, the handle? Our handle is not another vet nurse. Sorry, that's Instagram and Facebook. So you'll be able to find us on either one. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And can't wait to do another episode for you guys. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha.